All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, the gate change announcement, U.S. Airplane number 14, 15, service to Greensboro, and I'll be departing to gate number 4. Mike, got a question for you. What's been your worst experience going through security at the airport? All right, full disclosure, because it was my own fault, I waltzed through security at Love Field in Dallas once with a Swiss Army knife in my pocket. Clearly, that was not a good idea. They gave me three options. You can take it back to the car, you can trash it, or you can leave it here which would have been the same as throwing it away because I'd never see it again. I sense a little foreshadowing here. In case you're wondering, I was late for my flight, so yeah, I just left it there. What about you? Mine was actually in an international connection. We were at London Heathrow, and we were connecting, and the way the airport's set up there, you have to leave the secure area and go back through security, and they threw away most of our toiletries because they didn't fit in one small, single Ziploc bag. Wow. Different rules than we have here. So was the trip just starting or just ending? Because that just, makes a difference. It was just starting, so most of the toiletries had to be replaced. The one thing that still bugs me about it, there's conveniently a pharmacy located directly on the other side of the security checkpoint. So as soon as they throw all your things away, you can go give them some more money. You don't suppose that was intentional, do you? Of course, for travelers, going through an airport security checkpoint isn't exactly exciting, but some of the things officers find are definitely interesting. That's right, and that's what has us focused on this topic today. Earlier this year in Australia, Liliana Goodson, a 28-year-old American, had to surrender an undeclared 24-carat gold-plated handgun that was found in her luggage shortly after she landed in Sydney from L.A. The gun was unloaded and is estimated to be worth about $2,000, according to multiple Australian news outlets. That can't be good, because I know Australia's got some pretty strict gun laws. They do, and Goodson is still dealing with this. She was initially detained for two weeks before she was granted bail, and we'll update you on her story in just a little bit. I'm Mike Rogers, and that's one of our producers, Chris Blake. This week on Something Offbeat, I spoke with Patricia Mancha, a TSA spokesperson, about some of the more unusual things officers have found while scanning our luggage. We've seen all kinds of things. We've seen 3D printed guns. We have seen uh, homemade guns. We have seen just all kinds of weapons, munitions, live and otherwise. There's a theme here I'm sensing. A lot of guns, a lot of weapons, a lot of dangerous things that people try and sneak onto planes. Or I guess in in some cases, they're not trying to sneak them on. They just forget, right? You know, the top responses we get from travelers when we find a gun or pepper spray or knives or anything like that, some of the top responses with a very shocked look of surprise are, I didn't know that was in my bag, or I didn't pack that bag, my spouse did, or, oh, that's where that gun went. I hadn't used that piece of luggage in so long, I didn't know where it was. The thing that strikes me as is, is being almost kind of amusing is the people who are trying to sneak things through, that they actually think they're going to get away with it. 
Unfortunately, yes. We have had people who actually have hollowed out books and put shanks in there. They have made secret compartments in their shoes and put items in there. So all kinds of things that people do. Well, that's Richard Reed, the shoe bomber. That started with him. It sure did. And thanks to him, we, uh, you know, most Americans who don't have TSA pre-check have to remove their shoes when they go to the airport security checkpoint. I've always wondered about that shoe thing. I guess, you know, in the sole of my shoe, I could be hiding something. But if I'm just coming through in a pair of Birkenstocks, really? Am I hiding a weapon in there? You'd be surprised at the ingenuity of people who want to get away with something. You know, uh, it's interesting to see that people spend so much time on trying to beat the system or do something illegal or uh, sneaky. You'd wonder if those people spent their time doing something good, how much they could accomplish. Manches says while those who are trying to sneak things past security checkpoints devise new ways to do it, the TSA is right there with them, keeping up as best it can. One of the things that TSA has that most people don't know is that we have a technology lab in Washington, D.C., and that lab actually works 24-7 on new type of intelligence, what people are trying to do, and then it also is constantly testing new technology. And that's where TSA is really making strides. So we're using 3D imaging. We actually get to look at a traveler's carry-on luggage with 3D imaging, and we get to see what's in the bag. And that's why I think we're able to find so many guns, knives, pepper spray, all kinds of different things that people are trying to bring on board an airplane. The 3D imaging, that would definitely make it easier, I think, because I'm like most people. I've, I've gone through many times and I've caught a glimpse of the image that the screeners are looking at. And I'll think to myself, there is no way that I could look at that and see anything in there, especially with the way people try and hide stuff. What are you looking for? Well, you know, I can't tell you everything exactly. I can't give away all our secrets. But what I can tell you is that our officers, they go through training before they start working for TSA. And then once they can, they start working, they actually are required to continue training as long as they're working for us. So they learn to spot these things. I've actually seen someone in action where somebody was trying to demonstrate how an image looked in the scanner. And he was having trouble. He was more of a technical person, like a, a salesperson. We got an officer who went in there and just kind of started manipulating the image, turning it around and telling us what it was. And we were all like, wow, they really know. They practice, they do it every day. And they see thousands, if not millions of people, you know, on a daily basis. Is it likely that in spite of your best efforts that every now and then someone does get something through? Well, we're human, you know, and we're constantly working to improve. But the challenge that we face is that we have to get it right 100% of the time. The bad guys only have to get it right once. You know, the odds are, are pretty big, but we continue to work. We continue to do our best to really keep Americans safe. Aside from weapons, have you uh, ever discovered, I'm sure you have, embarrassing items? <laughs> well, you know. I guess embarrassment is just one of those things that it depends on the individual. But, you know, we have found sharks in formaldehyde, people trying to bring all kinds of endangered animals like 
snakes, uh, lizards, baby parakeets in their boots, uh, certain frogs. It's amazing the things that people try to sneak on and try to get away with. You know, we also find ingenious ways that people try to bring on large amounts of cash. We don't necessarily look for things like illicit drugs, but if we find them, then we are required by law to contact law enforcement authorities. A few years back in uh, Houston Hobby, we had a person who tried to sneak in uh, meth inside a breakfast burrito. So when he comes up to the checkpoint, they said, can you please put your burrito through so it can be scanned? And he said, oh, it's just my breakfast burrito. And they said, oh, that's fine. We're not going to touch it. We just needed to go through the machine. And, uh, you know, he was like, oh, no, no, no. It's just my burrito. It's just my... And they said, sir, we're, we know we're not asking you to open it. We're not asking you to do anything. Just put it through the machine. So he finally did. And they found an anomaly. Something wasn't right. And he said, oh, no, no, it's just the sausage. So they asked him to open it up. And sure enough, there was a, a balloon with meth in it. Wow. So he got arrested and all that kind of stuff happened. Uh, we call it the meth burrito. Mike, that meth burrito was included on TSA's list of its best catches of 2021. I'm thinking of other Tex-Mex dishes with unusual ingredients. Marijuana, tacos, cocaine, quesadillas. And that 2021 list included bullets hidden inside an empty container of Old Spice deodorant and much larger items that were barely disguised like a meat cleaver and a full-size chainsaw. You know what I love about that? Who thinks they're going to get a chainsaw through security? Maybe if it was plastic. What about marijuana? With so many states having legalized it now, is that still an issue? If, if I'm flying from one state where it's legal to another state where it's legal, am I going to get busted? The best way to think about it is kind of like the way we do with guns. Every time that an officer finds a gun, they're required to call law enforcement. Law enforcement responds because of a issue of who has the, the gun, et cetera. The officer stopped the inspection. The police officer gets there. They're the ones that actually go into the luggage and say, oh, yes, there's a gun. And then they take the case for adjudication. Same thing happens with drugs. If they find drugs or they suspect that there's drugs, they call the local police. And then the local police will determine whether or not the person is arrested, what happens, et cetera. Maybe the safest option is just not to fly with guns or drugs. Now, the reason that I equate the two is because every state has different gun laws and different drug laws. So, for instance, in Texas, you may not necessarily get arrested for bringing a gun to the airport, but you will almost always get arrested for bringing drugs to the airport. And then flip it to, say, California, where... You may not get arrested for bringing drugs, but you will likely get arrested for bringing a gun. Very interesting. And by the way, that example I just gave you of me flying with marijuana, that was purely hypothetical. Chris, the reason we're talking about guns and drugs in the first place is because of the American with the gold-plated handgun. What is the latest on her? Well, the latest article I could find on Liliana Goodson was from two weeks ago from news.com.au. It's from mid-July and says prosecutors in Australia were preparing to file an application to detain her because she had not stayed at the address provided to the court in the original document. So this is still not resolved. No, and if she's ultimately convicted... The penalty is up to 10 years in prison. Wow. 
think most people, they would know guns, weapons, drugs are off limits. What are some things that people might actually think are okay, but aren't? So anything that can be used to cause bodily injury. So for instance, a baseball bat. We have lots of people who maybe go to a baseball game or they might go to an all-star game or the college world series. And they love to bring these commemorative bats with them. A baseball bat can be used as a weapon. So it should not and is not allowed in your carry-on luggage, but you can pack it in your check luggage. Snow globes. The reason is that liquids are limited to 3.4 ounces or less. So if you can spill it, spray it, pour it, or pump it, it's limited to 3.4 ounces. A great way to think about it, avocados. You can bring as many avocados as you can carry in your carry-on. Once they become guacamole, they're limited to 3.4 ounces. Sounds like something that would go well with the meth burrito. Let's turn it around then. What are some things that a lot of people might assume they can't bring on, but they're okay? Food. So people always worry about food. You can bring food like a burger or a sandwich or pizza, whatever it is that you want to bring. However, if it has liquid in it, then the 3.4 ounce limit applies. So a great way to think about it is tamales. People always ask about that in Texas. You can travel with your tamales. Salsa is limited to 3.4 ounces. Another thing is, for instance, canes. We have a lot of people who buy canes at garage sales or Goodwill or something like that. And lots of the antique canes also have swords or shanks in them. If you remove the handle, you can see where there's a knife or a shank. And most people come to the airport and don't even know that. I'm learning something. I had no idea that canes, a lot of canes had knives in them. I had a Swiss Army knife confiscated at Love Field once. So I want to correct you. TSA does not confiscate anything. Travelers actually have options. They can walk out of line and place the item in a checked luggage that goes in the belly of the plane. They can give the item to a non-traveler. They can put the item in their car or they can voluntarily abandon it at the checkpoint. That's what I did. What happens is most people don't have enough time to do any of the other things because they kind of scurry to the airport at the last minute. And so they end up voluntarily abandoning their item. That's exactly what happened with me. Didn't <laughs> want to walk back out to the parking lot. I just had to throw it in the trash. So who has the final say on all of this? Is it is it all up to that TSA officer? We're completely at their mercy? Well, you can actually ask to speak with the supervisor. The supervisor may look at the item and you know, they can decide. But, you know, a great way to, an, an example to think of are children's toys. Children often bring toys that look like real weapons. So you might have a gun or, you know, a sword or things like that. That might be discretionary. You know, the supervisor might say, okay, that definitely looks like a toy sword or a toy gun, like a water gun or something. But for the most part, those items are not allowed. So we really ask parents to check their children's toys. And if they look like weapons, just err on the side of caution and put them in check luggage. That's a really good point, because some of these toys are so realistic looking. I mean, I can see after you get it out of the bag, you'll say, OK, it's a toy. But just looking at it when it goes through, that could cause a panic. At uh, Love Field, it was one of the first places where we had a novelty item that actually led 
to an evacuation of the checkpoint. This was maybe two years ago, and this, it was one of the first that we saw. Now we're unfortunately seeing more of it was a earbud holder that was shaped like a grenade. And I actually got to see that earbud holder and it does look exactly like a grenade. If you don't know, once you pick it up and you hold it, then you realize it's not as heavy, et cetera. But the officers don't know when they first see it, they say, oh no, there's a grenade in the bag, evacuate the terminal. Patricia, I think you're one of these people who go to work every day thinking you've seen it all. And then you go home at night realizing that you haven't. You better believe it. Every day is a new story. It's crazy, but it's kind of what makes it fun. You know, always something different. I'm Mike Rogers. Thanks for listening to Something Offbeat. This episode written and produced by Lauren Barry and Chris Blake. Audio editing by Chris Blake. Original music by Myron Kaplan and editorial support from Cooper Mall. To keep listening, please subscribe to us on the Odyssey app or Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have your own offbeat story that you think we should cover, we'd love to hear about it. Please send it to us at somethingoffbeat at odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.